0: Welcome to the Encounter Mercy podcast and I'm taking the wrong one down. There we go. Okay. Uh, yeah, we had some technical difficulties there. Uh, that's what happens when you run the mixer without looking. I'm, I'm not that good yet. How's it going, Father?
1: Pretty good. How about you, Vince?
0: Hanging in there. Uh, drinking a beer. I see you're drinking one too. What do you got?
1: Uh, Sam Adams summer.
0: Oh, I almost got, I almost had that down here and cho- instead I chose, uh, Sam Adams 76 lager.
1: I had that one last night and, uh, I, I, this is my last beer in the house. So oh, you better I better to enjoy it. A, a trip.
0: Yeah. Savor that one. Yeah. Did you buy the, the sample pack? I'm assuming like I did.
1: I, yeah. Yeah. I bought, uh, Bought it up at my parents' house, and then I left uh, half of it there and brought half of it with me. So,
0: did you like that one sourish kind of beer that they had in there? Did you have I that? I did.
1: I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that.
0: Yeah. I don't know what uh, to think of it.
1: I don't think I'd buy a whole case of no, it.
0: No, I couldn't do it.
1: I kind of like just every once in a while. I, 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 one of my favorite beers is, um, and people might call me, you know, stupid or fruity or whatever, but I like the grapefruit shandies.
0: Okay. You're a shandy man.
1: Yeah. I like a grapefruit beer or a blueberry beer. Like it just, um, something very light and refreshing. That's why I really like this summer ale. Well,
0: have you ever heard that? I think it's Ellicottville in New York. Yes. The the blueberry one. Yes. That's, that's pretty good. I can only have like one of those.
1: It's, it's a bit sweet for me even, but, um, something that's a bit more bitter and, and sour I do like. So I, I don't mind the Sam Adams, but I wouldn't go out and buy
0: it myself. Well, then you might like that apple ale that I made. So next time you come over, uh, it's pretty much ready in the k Two more days and it'll be carved up perfectly. But I had one with dinner Perfect. tonight. It was, it was good. Good. It was, it was a nice mix of malty and sour at the same time. So...
1: Well, I mean, since the last time we talked, there's a lot of craziness going on. Um, I might need a few of those after next week. Well,
0: the new normal. Everything's getting canceled, man. They just no, canceled the tonight. They just canceled the Crawford County Fair.
1: I saw. I so, I'm saw.
0: Bummed out. We love going to that.
1: But you know, next Monday, which we kind of alluded to in last week's episode, uh, I didn't know when it was going to happen, but uh, I'm not entirely surprised by it. But of course, we're starting back up with public masses on. June the 1st in the Diocese of Erie.
0: And that's exciting. I can't wait.
1: Well, and it's, it's exciting and it's also slightly worrisome because we do have a lot to kind of prepare for with it.
0: So yeah. Tell, tell me about, so from like the logistical aspect of it, how is that going to work opening the churches to the public?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot harder to open it than it is right now to close it. Um, because, not only do we have to follow regulations set by the state. Um, yes, we are not owned or run by the state, but the thing is, is we still have a responsibility to follow the laws sure. and the rulings. And and it's not that we want to um, put anybody's life in jeopardy. Hence why it's not mandatory that people start coming back to church yet, but the option will be available, but we have to, th- we can only um, gather in one third occupancy capacity.
0: Oh, so how, so who who polices that? How do you? Well, that's is the, the usher part. is like, going to be like, okay, we're stopping it there. Everybody, sorry about your luck. Go leave. Yeah,
1: it's 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 kind of like a tough situation because one thought is, well, you know, we could um, assign everybody like, okay, A through uh, people with the last name of A through B or C or D, whatever you know, you can come to uh, this mass on the weekend. Well,
0: half those people don't show up to mass anyway, to begin with. Well, that's so the hard part. if you do it like so, that, like, you'll have like five people in there.
1: Well, and, and then, but then the other problem is like, if we don't do something like that, then you have the whole community. So, you know, I sigh because it's, it's a tough situation, you know, just over the weekend, um, between myself and the pastor here in Meadville, along with, um, our soon to be ordained priest who will be coming back to join us uh, soon to be father Kevin. Um, you know, he will be ordained this Friday um, and he'll be back here in Meadville trying to help us with this insanity as well. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know how this is going to play out, but one of the major things we, we have to figure out is, is the fact that every third pew can be used. So wow. not everybody can sit in their pew that they are normally sitting in. And then um, the other thing is, is, you know, after, uh, coming up for communion, making sure that there's hand sanitizer available for the priest as well as the parishioner.
0: Wait, and every single, you get to hand sanitize after every parishioner?
1: If I, if someone receives on the tongue, yes. Okay. And if I brush someone's hand, yes.
0: Got it. Wow.
1: And then, um, yeah, it's a lot of hand sanitizer. My hands are going to probably be raw by the end of the weekend. God bless you. And then um, you also have to have sanitizer available for people as they come in the door.
0: Is it mandatory that they use it?
1: uh, It's strongly encouraged. Gotcha. Everybody has to wear a mask except for the priest and the deacon.
0: Makes me want to become a deacon now.
1: Except, well, yeah, you got five years. Um, (laughs)
0: I want to wear a mask. (laughs)
1: uh, The priest, well, I still have to wear a mask when giving out communion. Gotcha. We have to sanitize all of the church after every mass.
0: Yeah, that can be a big undertaking. Yeah. Can you imagine like like the cathedral?
1: Well, luckily for them, you know, three quarters of their church is taken over by the restoration. That's true. That's true. The harder part is this. There's a church in our diocese that, because of the one-third occupancy, means they can only allow 18 people in per mass.
0: So which one's is that?
1: It's a part of our diocese in the southern portion. But okay. the point is, is that they can only have 18 people per mass.
0: That's crazy. That's so, absolutely you know, crazy.
1: One of the things that drives me crazy, though, is when I do sit down and watch TV, which is rare because I don't really find anything good on TV— But if I do turn on um, any of the local stations just to catch the local news or uh, the national news or anything like that, you see all these commercials on TV right now that are saying, oh, this is the new normal. And that that really kind of drives me crazy because, no, this is not the new normal, nor should it ever be the new normal. Maybe it is what we have to do right now, but should not be the new normal. And I'm using air quotes for our our listeners because the new normal, this is not a new normal. This is not something that we should consider as the automatic.
0: Yeah, we, so humans are interesting creatures Uh, and you always, this seems to be split politically and I wish it wasn't because like, I'm not looking at it politically whatsoever. In fact, I don't think the current, you know, I've, I voted for Donald Trump. I'll put that out there. I don't think he's handling it this exactly the probably the best way that any other, you know, some other politician could, but he's also has never experienced this before just like everybody else. But one thing we do know is uh, we've been through a lot as the human race, uh, not just, not just Americans, but you know, just as humans for the last, I don't know what, how what holds the oldest human, like 30,000 years old or something like that. You know, we've been through challenges and we've gotten over them and things go back to normal. This isn't no, this isn't a new normal and, and that kind of, really, it, it upsets me like it upsets you. You know, I was reading an article the other day. It was titled entitled uh, and I think I shared it with you. What if we've been primed? And right. basically what, what it kind of laid out was, you know, you have the media constantly giving you this narrative of stay home, stay safe, save lives or whatever they're trying to say. And you not only have news stations saying it, you have state governments who are paying for advertising for this. Now you're having businesses uh, use this in their marketing slogans, which I told my wife, I'm not going to support any business that does that because it's driving me insane. But needless to say is they're pitting people against each other. And it's, I know it's, it's a subconscious thing. So you're being, you know, you you hear these this message over and over again, stay home, stay safe, you know, all this fun stuff. And if you find someone that questions that, then automatically there's something wrong with them. And right. I think it's very healthy, especially as Americans. Uh, I don't know about any, you know, any other countries, nationalities, but as Americans, we should be questioning everything that the government does. Everything. Doesn't mean that we should be, you know, looking at them like they're the enemy because they're not. Right. But right. we should always question anything the higher authority does. And that's it's okay to question things. If we don't question things, then we become like sheep. And I don't know about you, but I, I've never wanted to be a sheep nor have I ever put myself in that camp.
1: Oh yes, yes, you would. You want to be a sheep and you and here's the reason why, because we need the good shepherd.
0: Okay when you put it that so,
1: way. So here's, here's but, what but I here's, want to put out. Well, hold right on. I want to,
0: okay. Yeah. And then we're going to get to my, I got, cause I got another point. Cause I'm, I also have thoughts on the other side too.
1: Well, and see, that's just it, is I, I kind of want to say, and, and just for all of our listeners, this is where I, the only thing I really want to say is this is not a conspiracy podcast this is not a conspiracy theory episode, but the thing that um, as a human being and as someone who recognizes the need for intimacy um, you know, that word intimacy, we automatically associate with the three-letter word sex, but that doesn't mean the same thing. That's not at all the same. Right. You know, there's an intimacy between every human being, whether we realize it or not. And and the only thing I want to make a comment to on this is the reason why I'm saying this is not anything to do with um, a, a conspiracy theory is the simple fact that human beings need intimacy. Certainly. And you can't get that. You cannot get that the same way as uh, six feet away. You know, you cannot get that as being uh, whatever it is—an uh, hour drive between you and me—and the fact that we're doing this over the internet. This is not. This is not the same as in what you know as we're both sitting in your basement chatting. You know, it's not the same as uh, the fact that some nights we're Facetiming. Now, that's, these are all great inventions. These are all great things should not replace human contact.
0: Right, right. To supplement and to complement, sure, but not to replace. And we, the other side of you know my thought process on this is, yeah, this is a scary thing. It's something we've never seen before. It is new. A lot of people are dying. A lot of people are pretty being put on ventilators. Uh, yeah. So, you know, as Catholics, we are pro-life. And so at what point you know, does, do I become selfish by wanting to go out and go to a party or not wear a mask? Uh, So uh, I'm trying to figure that out myself. And I know you are too. My wife and I are on different pages in the same book at least, but we're trying to just kind of navigate this in a way that it doesn't ruin our lives and we can still live our lives and be happy, Yeah, but at the same time, not expose people or be negligent about things. Right. Uh, and you know, I hate to compare it to the flu, because I know it's not the flu, and there's been so much of this, oh, don't ever like as soon as you say the word flu, people jump down your throat because this isn't the flu. And I know it's not the flu, but let's take for example the flu. If you were invited to somebody's house for dinner and you weren't feeling well, thinking that maybe you got some body aches, maybe a fever, would you go and expose them? Or would you stay home and and decline? And it's kind of the same thing. Like in my mind is like, if you feel sick and I know there's the asymptomatic thing, I get it. But the same thing with the flu as well. You don't get the flu the next, the next day after being exposed to somebody, it takes a week sometimes more. Right. Uh, It's not. So, and I'm not a doctor. I I don't want to get really into that. I've been trying to listen to doctors and scientists and there seems to be a split. And of course there's a split. There's always a split in anything controversial, I guess uh, on whether or not we, you know this is all bs with the masks and everything or we should be locking down even more there's two extremes and i don't know where i don't i don't know where the answer lies yeah. but but the thing you know, i've been wrestling with is the whole like pro life issue you know where right. where should we what should we be doing
1: right right and you know honestly um you know it's it, i don't think we give credit enough to how much god works in our lives um you know cuz you and i had planned on recording this last week but Uh, God didn't want us to for a very specific reason. And that reason was, is tonight, um, an emergency phone call came in from the hospital here in Meadville. And, um, you know, I was having dinner and, well, making dinner at the time. And I had to stop my dinner process because someone was dying in the hospital. Now, I had no idea what was going on. They just gave me the name and the room number. um, And I went to the hospital. And as I went in, um, I'm greeted by the doctor who said, uh, you know, I want to talk with you first, then I need to introduce you to the family. Like, okay. Um, so I started uh the prayers I needed to start before he was available to talk to me. It's just standing outside the hospital room sure. for the anointing process. And and really it's nothing major because the major prayer is the actual anointing. But knowing that this is a crazy time in our world, I started with the prayer for um, absolution and then the prayer for um, the apostolic pardon, uh, which we've both discussed previously. But the last, the, I mean, the major part of it is, is for a dying person who is on their deathbed is the actual anointing, which can only be done by a priest and cannot for any reason be delegated to someone else cannot be delegated. The priest cannot ask the nurse to go in and do the actual anointing. The priest must do it. He doesn't actually have to touch the person for the fact that you can use a cotton swab and anoint the person and then throw that cotton swab to be burnt. But the priest is the one that must administer the sacrament. I had a feeling this was going to happen because not only are all the doors closed to this guy's ICU room, but everybody going in and out is gearing up and has to go through another room because it's it has backdraft, right? You know, it, it has the zero air pressure, whatever it is that holds right. the air room. Yeah. I have a feeling I know what's going on. So I talked with the doctor first and he said, um, so whatever prayers you do, you can't go in. I said, well, that's going to be slightly a problem. Because I can't do anything then. I can't do the sacrament. And so he said, well, let's go talk to the family. So I go talk to the family and I said, hi, uh, you know, I'm Father Andy. How can I help you? Mind you, I'm, I'm not dressed like this. I'm not casual. I'm in my cassock. So I'm dressed like a priest. Um, and they said, oh, Father, this woman is in tears, in tears, just bawling her eyes out. Brought her husband in late last night and he's di- he's almost dead by the time I get to the hospital. And granted, the test that they put him through for COVID came back negative three times. Um, whatever rapid test they're using, they said. But sure. he had symptoms of it. This woman who only wants for her husband the sacrament of the sick, the anointing, the old version, what what is called in on some people's mind, last rites, he can't get it. He can't get it because they're so afraid of him possibly having COVID and me going in there, even gowned up to the nines, they can't take the chance. Wow. And so they call the doctor then calls the um the overseeing medical, whoever, I, I can't remember the position they said, uh, but the on-call person, the on-call person would not give permission for me to go in there. And so this man died. He's dead now. He died without the sacrament. And it's because of this pandemic. And now, okay, so um, someone listening to this might say, well, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of people dying all over the world. Exactly my point. That's exactly why I'm saying this, because it like I said, this is a firsthand experience of me going to the hospital, not knowing what's going to happen, but as soon as I laid eyes on the situation, I knew I was not getting in there to give him the sacrament.
0: I don't really have anything I have no words. That's very sad.
1: And as I'm standing there, I'm thinking, is there any possible way we can do this? And there's not. There was nothing I could do.
0: Hmm. Jeez. And so
1: there's two thoughts. The first thought is is this poor woman is now going to suffer. That more so than her husband, this poor woman is now going to suffer because we can see the suffering and she's going to now go to her deathbed knowing that there was nothing that we could do and there's no way that I could get in there to give him sure. last rites. But the other flip side of this is I didn't go in there. Therefore, I didn't catch whatever he possibly could have had. And then, therefore, I couldn't have gotten it. And now I'm safe because I know I couldn't have gotten it because I never got in the room or near it enough to possibly have gotten it.
0: Well, how close were you to his wife?
1: Well, that's just it. Now, she was tested as well because she was with him before he died. Sure. And was as he got sick. And her test came back negative.
0: Wow. That's that's crazy. I mean, it, did I'm sure they t- did a whole panel of tests for all sorts of different things. They couldn't figure out what it was?
1: They said that it was probably just complications due to pneumonia. Okay.
0: Wow. But it's
1: still the point of like, you know, now that we have a firsthand experience of the situation where we don't know exactly what killed him, we don't know exactly what he had because it takes over a week to get a real test for COVID back. You know, you can get the rapid ones, but they have a very high negative that I was, you know, that's what I've been told by all the different doctors. False so positives do false don't negatives, know. yeah. Yeah, you just don't know. And so that's the scary part about this. Hence why people are falling into this false sense of security on both sides. Sure. This is all a hoax. We don't know anybody that has it. Nobody's nobody's really dying of it. It's all hoax, and therefore we should just open back up. And then we have on the other side, everybody must stay locked in hundred percent of the time and never step foot outside, because the minute that you step foot outside, you're going to kill everybody. Both of those are too extreme.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, the way the way I think is the right answer, and it's how we've solved just about all of the problems. At least, it's how I solve most problems. Is you can't be afraid to live your life. You can't because there's so many no. scary things out there. You know, I I could die in a car accident on my way to work, or a motorcycle yeah. accident because I have a bike. I could die in an industrial accident at work. I could die from a shooting at my other job. Uh, I could die from coronavirus. I could literally anything. I could be bench pressing in my gym in the morning at five. You know, five thirty whenever I'm in there. And the safety uh, pins don't work whenever the bar comes down and crushes my neck because I can't lift the weight. These things happen. And you can't yeah. live your life in complete fear. But we can take precautions so that we mitigate you know, the, the risk that's out there. I'm not going to go skydiving with the parachute that was packed 20 years ago, nor am I going to drive a race car without a seatbelt or anything like that but we can take steps to at least have some semblance of normal right now while this still exists, but this is going to pass. Yeah. This is, whether we have a vaccine for it, whether it goes away on its own because we all have herd immunity, because I don't know, they're saying 60 to 70% of the people are going to get it before we develop herd immunity and then it dies like just about every other virus out there. So I don't seem to think that this would be any different. Um, but, and then we're going to go back to a normal life like the way we had it before. There might be some changes and differences, but it's not going to be the six to eight feet away uh, or kids in school, uh, you know, working from home in school. It's just not, one, it's not sustainable. Two, it's not exactly feasible for a lot of people. However, it's made me kind of rethink some things too is, you know, homeschooling is is a good option. Um, The thing I'm worried about though, like I'm kind of just rambling now, but the thing I'm worried about is, you know, if this continues into the fall into next year with students not being able to go into school, think of all the private schools. They're going to lose funding because parents are going to be like, uh-uh, I'm not sending my kid to, you know, I'm not going to pay tuition for my kid to sit at home and do, you know, schoolwork. I'll put right. them in a, in a state school in a government school and have, you know, have the, the state educate them for free if they're, right. if that's going to happen. So I am worried about that. Um, I'm worried about businesses that are shutting down forever. You have a very good restaurant in Meadville. That's not going to be opening. No more. I have Chovies a, is no more. I have a, a restaurant in town here that just closed over the weekend for good. Um, which is a shame because I really like supporting them. Uh, they had good food and, you know, a young family, uh, my age and, uh, they won't be, you know, they're not going to open up. Yesterday was their last day. So, uh, I hate to see it. I, I really do. And, uh, I know there's a lot of people suffering in other ways from financial suffering to, um, you know, to, to depression and anxiety because yeah. they can't see other people or they're not getting the help they need. I don't know. A lot of people are afraid to go to get misseek medical attention because they're afraid that they're going to catch COVID in one of these places. Right. Meanwhile, hospitals are empty. Um, but that's not the perception that you see. So
1: yeah, that is the fascinating part because that you're right. Going into the hospital today, there was nothing there. There's no one there. Yeah. you know, just out of curiosity, being that I could, I asked for the um, Catholic patient list. Normally, there's, I mean, for Meadville, you have a pretty good population of Catholics in the hospital. Sure. You know, on a weekly basis, I have at least ten people that I see. One, one. It was the person that I was supposed to go see tonight. Wow. So now, you know, we, we're talking about all these really negative things. But here's what I think coming out of this should be our new normal. And our new normal that should come from this is a recognition that life is precious. Certainly. And that there are many things that we have been blessed with in this life.
0: And, and it's, it's easy to know, take letting, advantage of those things. Exactly. Extremely people easy. people
1: know Letting people know just how much you love them. And even, you know, people out there that uh, let your friends know that you love them. And being able to actually spend time with people. You know, these are important things. And that should be our new normal is being grateful for the things that we have, taking pride in the things that we do. Allowing for ourselves to come together as a community and not being afraid. That's the key, is not being afraid. Have no fear. Trust in Christ. Trust in his promise. That is the faith that we must have. That is the truth that we must carry. But it takes the courage to get out of ourselves and to actually pay attention to others
0: and we're going to talk a lot about this next week. Um, we're going to talk about prayer life and I, I know, uh, you know, I'll say right now, mine has been struggling during this time. You know, I thought at first when we were going into this, oh, this is going to be awesome. My prayer life is going to be amazing when we come out of this. No, it's the opposite. We're going to talk about that next week, but, um, yeah, but, but yes, you're absolutely right. We now more than ever, we need to be turning to Jesus Christ and give, you know, just giving up everything to him and letting him take over. We're not in control. If anybody,
1: if anybody out there thinks that they have control over their life or that they are the true master of their life, you failed. You have failed. Yes. And and recognizing that you you do not have control of your life, that you are not the master of your life. You know, granted, a lot of people say, oh, you're just talking about the steps in like AANA and SA, but it's true. It's well, recognizing that uh, we are not in charge of our lives, that we are not in control of our lives.
0: Absolutely. And, and the meditation, you're seeing a lot of meditation just kind of blowing up right now. And that's yeah. all, it's teaching all of that is yet you're in control, control what you can control, you let go what you can't and just try to be in control of what you can't. Like, no, no, I'm not controlling
1: control like, of anything. Who's in control of this? <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me one person.
0: Nobody. My life is a mess. I'm not yeah. in control of anything, man. I just kind of just go with it. I'm, I'm extra and I'm recognizing the blessings, even though I hate wearing a mask at work all day, I have a job. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't have jobs right now and there's no way I'm going to be able to sit. There's no way I'd be able to sit at home and do nothing or, you know, I mean, I love my kids. I really do. But, uh, I'd probably lose my mind after a week. Uh, so I'm, I'm extremely thankful that one, we have our health, my family, the rest of my extended family has their health right now. And, I don't really know anybody in my family that's lost a job. So, you know, that's, that's big for me. That's big. Yeah. Very thankful. Yeah.
1: yeah, And that's, that's, that's important. And even for those who have lost their jobs, like I don't, I mean, he was technically, I, I don't know. He was furloughed according to their um, definition, but my brother of course doesn't have active work right now and he's on unemployment. You know, so, I mean, but that's not going to, last forever. That can't last forever. No. no. Um, but it's, that's, but it, we, you still have something to be thankful for in that sure. situation I mean, as it,
0: well. He's still getting money in. he's able to survive. Maybe he can rethink some of the things in his life. Not, I'm not saying that his job is bad before he, what I'm saying is well, now no, it gives but, you a you know, time to slow down and kind of reflect yeah. on things you should improve on. And then is a yeah. good time to work on your prayer life, which we'll talk about next week.
1: Which we all need to do. No matter yeah. where we are in our process with Christ and with God, we all need to continue to work on our prayer life. For so, sure. So don't, don't take, don't be afraid. That's my, that's my going forward from today, this episode. You know, this is a really strange place that we're in. And this is a really strange episode because we're just kind of talking about what we're witnessing. But don't let this be who we are. Don't let the fear overcome and take us over to the point where we can't function. You know, when the one example that I will leave us on and thought, and my thought is, is, um, you know, my mother of course is a midwife and we've talked about that a few times. And if anybody knows, my mother knows, you know how quirky she is, but she does a very good job at, um, at, at her job. But one of the things she told me years ago and really is just stuck in my mind is the fact that if a baby is not coddled, if a baby is not held, you know, if a baby's not loved in a physical sense, the baby will die. You can feed it all you want, you can feed it all, uh, water it all you want, if you do not care for that baby, it will die. We are no different as adults. Maybe we can't physically touch each other because of whatever is going on, but we can also return to Christ in prayer so that he can touch us and heal us. But even in that sense, we still need the physical touch, the physical healing. You know, there's nothing I could do to anoint this man through a glass window. It can only be done by the physical touch. We need that physical touch. And so this cannot be the new normal. The six feet of distance cannot be the permanent, the forever. It may be for now, but it cannot be forever. It's not who we are. It's not who we are as a human people. We Yet, need Christ.
0: Yeah, and have hope. This won't last forever. Amen. No matter you know, no matter what side of the fence you're on, this isn't gonna last forever. We're going to get over it and we'll be stronger when we come out of it than we were going into it. Any challenge, you know, no pain, no gain the way. That's I look right. at just about anything you got to experience. You got to experience challenges to be able to overcome them and to have wisdom. You know, you are not you're not born with wisdom. That doesn't happen. You learn that as you go through trials and tribulations, through victories, through losses. So that's, what's going to happen here. Now I want to end it on a good note. We're going in the summer. This has been awesome. We had a great couple of days. Great couple of days. A little too warm in my opinion. You know what? Uh, So I I was able to convince my wife that this weekend that we could turn the air conditioning on in the house (laughs) because I was dying already. And so that actually makes me want to go outside more because I can go outside. I can get as sweaty as I want. I can work as hard as I want, whatever, knowing full well that all I got to do is step inside, cool off for a little bit, and then I can go right back out, right to it. So I actually enjoy my summer a lot more when I have air conditioning. I know that sounds like a first world thing. And, uh, you know, I grew up my whole life. I've only had air conditioning for the past three years of my life. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just turned I like it on it.
1: today. I just turned it on today because I it, it hit 90 in the living room with the curtains pulled and the windows open and the fans Yikes. on. And I couldn't take it.
0: No, I don't, I, I but- would have stopped at like 80. 80 is my limit.
1: Yeah. I hate air conditioning. I always, I've, you know, I enjoy the fact that it can be nice and cool and be comfortable, but I hate air conditioning for the simple fact that <laughs> I always wake up with like that stuffy face and the, yeah. um, yeah. Oh,
0: hate yep. it. Some, yeah. A runny nose in the middle of summer is, uh, yeah. And no at right
1: now, right now. Yeah. Right. Have a runny nose or a slight <laughs> cough in the morning. Everybody runs.
0: Well, you oh my God, that. he's
1: sick. No, it's allergies. <laughs> So I hope everybody enjoys this weather and enjoys this time of the year. And if you can, if you are not stuck in an apartment in like New York city or Chicago or LA, I hope you get out and enjoy this weather because at least in Pennsylvania and and our neck of the woods, you don't get it for very long.
0: No. Yeah. We have to enjoy it while it lasts because we get about three to four months and then the rest is snow. So yeah, I look forward to spending as much time as possible outside Playing with the kids.
1: Hopefully a little more of this, if anybody's watching.
0: A little know. bit more beer. Yep. Yeah, this is the time of year where I kind of lay off the cocktails, at least the whiskey cocktails, and go towards beer during the day. I act like I drink all the day all day long. I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, be careful by day. because be- what Beer during day- the day and uh, just straight whiskey at night. <laughs> Instead of cocktail. I don't know. Sugary cocktails, I can't do in the summer. But uh, Man, yeah. Are I- we
1: alcoholics? I'm a little worried now.
0: We're we're Catholic. It's okay. We're allowed to drink oh, alcohol. Oh right, right. As, okay, as my much mistake. As want, right. Everything in moderation. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Oh, all right, l-
1: I'm gonna go sit out on the deck now. So,
0: alrighty. So uh, that sounds like a good idea. I might do the same thing. Might do the same thing. All right. So uh, that's gonna wrap it up. So uh, I would like to thank you all for listening. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast um, on whatever platform you're listening. Um, that way these episodes get sent directly to you every single week, uh, yeah. instead of you having to find them. Uh, also and then you have
1: to rate us, rate us, you know, rate us oh, five yeah. stars and give the best glowing review. I don't care if you hate us or if you're lukewarm about it. Now you, you have an obligation. You must rate us five stars and give us the best review out there. I just was told by my cousin, I have to rate her podcast with five stars. Not until she rates mine.
0: Oh, well, uh, I, I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't. I don't want to. I want good feedback. So maybe you give us five stars, but then write in there, you know, what we need to work on. And I have some ideas sure. what we should be working on, but yeah. we're too lazy, and it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> so anything you tell us, we probably won't do. But go ahead and try. Oh no, no, you, no, you no, never don't tell them that. <laughs> give them, give them some hope. Exactly. So you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we are not updating our our social media as well as we should be, and that is one thing on the list to do. Uh, I just have to get around to it. It's been crazy busy. I'm hoping this summer we slow down a little bit, get a P-Rod Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know how it is. Nothing ever slows down. But uh, so um, www.encountermercy.com and uh, we're going to end it there. I think we've drugged this on long enough.
1: Way too long. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye.